Hi, friends, and welcome back to the She Lives Purposely podcast. My name is Megan, and I am the founder of She Lives Purposefully and the host of this podcast. And I am so excited that you are here and that you are listening. Um, this episode is just going to be so good. I don't know about you, but um, this past month has just been a whirlwind, so busy, um, but with so many good things. And one of those good things was my conversation with my sweet friend, Ayana. And we actually met over. Um, Sadie Robertson's Live Original Sister app. And if you're not on that app, I highly recommend it. But um, we are both ambassadors there and that's how we connected. She is the host of the To Be Heard podcast. um, And she also is just an incredible writer, speaker, and has a great community on Instagram as well. And she'll tell you all about that too. But this conversation was so encouraging for me. We're talking about people-pleasing and freedom. And those are both things that I have really had um, almost big revelations and big freedom moments with in my own life. Things that I really had to learn lessons in in my own life. And Ayana really just speaks truth, honestly. And it just was such an encouragement to me. I know it's going to be such an encouragement to you. So I am going to just let you hear our recording right now of this really cool conversation. Before I do, I want to encourage you, if you have not already, to subscribe to the She Lives Purposefully podcast and even leave a review if you're feeling like you want to do that. All right, guys, let's listen in. Oh my gosh. So Ayana, thank you so much for hopping on the podcast. Yes, I'm so excited to be here. Megan, you're like the sweetest thing literally ever. And I love your ministry, the podcast, everything that you're doing. I'm like, I'm just cheering you on, girl. So thanks for having me. Oh my gosh. No, I'm so excited that you are here and we are talking about like such important, I think, topics today and just necessary conversations that um, I just think as Christian women, we have to be having and Christians in general. Like, I don't think these are exclusive to women at all, but I'm excited for it. Um, You and I met through the LO sister app, which is Sadie Robertson's app for Live Original. And we're both ambassadors on there. Um, And we were just talking a little bit before this, but it's just been such a blessing to be able to like really connect with different um, other ambassadors on there and just be inspired by them. So um, I am so excited that I have been able to meet you and now we're recording a podcast together. I'm so hyped for this. I know, girl. Feeling is mutual. When you messaged me about, you know, the opportunity, I'm like, I've been following your ministry for so long and just so inspired by you. And the way that Sadie, like, she just brought all of these girls around the world together, like, to be true sisters and friends. Like, I'm so thankful for her, yes, and being able to meet you. And again, just so thrilled to be on, girl. So thank you so much. (laughs) I'm so excited. Okay, so tell us a little bit just about you and um, how you started, because you have your own podcast, the To Be Heard podcast. Um, And so tell us about that. Tell us about how you started, how you started your platform, just, um, I guess, like a little testimony vibe. But um, yeah, tell us a little bit about you. Yeah, so I am 21 years old. I'm from a really small state of Ohio, really sleepy state. Um, But I started basically like, I guess my writing, um, something that I've I've always wanted to do since I was a kid, um, that really started to become a reality about three years ago Mm -hmm. in 2018, yeah, when I published my first novel titled How I Fell in Love with Myself. And that was just one of those things where I'm like, it can never happen. It'll be like a one day, someday thing. I'll publish a book. But that's when the dream became reality. Again, that was 2018 when I published that first book. And so from there, I'm like, well, let's just do the full thing. Like, let's just start blogging and let's, you know, make videos and podcasts and all of that. And at first, you know, it's always been a fun thing for me. But when you have the mindset of like someone watching that could potentially get saved or like someone who reads your book could be like, I wanted that Jesus who the character met, you know what I mean? And to not necessarily look for a certain platform, but just understanding whatever you do, someone could potentially get saved. And so that brought meaning to all of that. Um, So I continue to blog over on my website at aonismo.com. So fun doing that. I want to do that forever. Um, Also posting videos in the summer. Um, I post a video every Friday in the summer, but the I would say the most recent thing that I do is the podcast which is what you mentioned that I started back in 2019 in October and that's been a blast to be her podcast I call it 
you know, it's your weekly faith-filled and motivational podcast where listeners are encouraged, cultures challenged, and the truth mm -hmm. is heard. Um, because my name, Ayana Simone, that name Simone actually means to be heard. And all throughout my life, my parents have said, girl, you are exactly <laughs> what that name means, but <laughs> like, you live up to your name. You always have something to say. You're always being heard. And um, it was when I had an encounter with Jesus is when I took a step back, like, God, I don't just want to say the things that I think need to be heard, but the things that you need to be heard. And usually those messages are very encouraging and some are very challenging, but ultimately it's the truth. And so that's been um, the basis of To Be Her podcast. And I just launched the third season this past October 6th, I think Yay. was the first day and it's been so fun um my goal of this season is to talk about all uh, all about the freedom that's available in christ so so far it's been so fun i'm really excited about it and uh yeah i'm just thankful for what god has you know allowed me to do so absolutely oh my gosh that is incredible and i love to just how you were talking about like um almost shifting that perspective of just things that you really want to vocalize to the things that the Lord wants vocalized and just how really like that is just our purpose ultimately is always to be redirecting back to Jesus and glorifying him and the way that you have used like what your name means and using that to glorify Christ and like be part of the bigger part of history and it just reminds me too of like you know in the Old Testament you have these name meetings and what they're named and it always like correlates with like their actual story all together and how the Lord uses them. So I just thought that was so cool because it reminded me of, of what you were saying. Yeah. Oh my gosh. It's so funny you say that too, because when I, I think it was the first episode that I ever recorded for To Be Heard podcast, I talked a bit about that because it's just, as you said, like, it's so cool to read scripture. And I always like, I think I trained myself to just look for the little um, like footnote about what the name meant. You know what I mean? Because yeah. one, I think this is um, Jacob. His name means deceiver. And like all throughout his life, he deceived. Or even like in the story of Ruth where um, Naomi, I think she changed her name to um, Mara yeah. or Mara, something like that, which means bitter because like that was part of her story. Like she just became bitter. And so like understanding the biblical aspect of that, like names really are important. Like even thinking about Jesus, like his name, all the, the things that the name Jesus means, um, you know, Emmanuel, God with us, like that's who he is. And so mm -hmm. to think about that and just to highlight your point, that's so true. And it's so fun to study the Bible in that way. Like, wow, like these names really do mean something. Wonder what my name means, you know? <laughs> I love it. No, I think that, that that's so incredible. Um, and I, I have loved, you said your little, um, like your podcast intro and I'm blanking exactly what it was right now, but when I listen to it, I love it every time. I'm like, this is so powerful. Just oh. like everything. <laughs> and, and you had said too, like, not only is it just speaking like happy, you know, encouraging things that the Lord once spoken, but like sometimes it's hard things that need to be said, especially in this day and age. And it's just so important um, to have people like you who are willing to step up and, and do that. So thank you for all you do and just for sharing a little bit about yourself. Um, today we are talking about people pleasing and also freedom. So I would love to start with people pleasing. I personally, I don't, know about you I am the biggest people pleaser that I know <laughs> I know it's like tough yeah <laughs> um so I guess let's just talk a little bit I guess about um how the idea of people pleasing and that almost maybe it was like an issue that needed to be resolved kind of came to your attention in your own life like I've seen it in my life make life harder, almost less enjoyable because you're constantly just like very over aware of what other people want and only doing it for them. So just in your own experience, like what does that look like? Yeah. So people pleasing, just as you said, like it ruins so many different areas of your life. Like it's never just you know, you take one hit in a certain area, but it's a domino effect. Like if it, it hits one, it's going to hit everything else. And so mm -hmm. I think my first um my first memory of recognizing like oh this is a people pleasing issue and like it, it needs to be addressed is when it started to affect all of my relationships because <laughs> it's like i became so afraid of what people thought of me that it was really hard to just be myself and so i felt like with every friend group i had i was a different person yeah. and i was literally growing tired like 
I, and it wasn't even just growing tired, but I was just anxious all the time because I never knew like, okay, who am I going to be today? Because I know this person likes when I'm funny and I'm like telling jokes. The others would prefer me to be a little more spiritual and like, you know, give <laughs> biblical advice and wisdom. And I'm like, I just don't know like who I am. And it's all coming back from this root of people pleasing. Mm. And um, so just looking at how it affects my relationships, but that does include the relationship I have with myself. I mean, like it, it is the worst thing in the world to not know who you are. I, I mean, I walked through such a tough season where I kind of had to honestly, like, and literally look at myself in the mirror and just ask like, who are you? Because some days you're this person and then other days you're that person. And it's starting to like butt heads and you're driving yourself crazy. Like you need to know who you are. And so the only way I could effectively do that is to go to the one who made me. Mm -hmm. And I'm a church kid. So when I hear things like that, I'm like, girl, like we already know what you're going to say. Like whatever. <laughs> Just like, no, seriously, like going to the one who knows exactly who you are. Like Psalms 139 is a staple for me because it mm -hmm. talks all about God knowing you. And like, he knows when you rise, when you fall, mm -hmm. when you're far away, he's, he's there. When you're close, he's there. Like he knows every single thing about you. And so once I started to get into that conversation of Lord, show me who I am and not only that, but show me how much I'm loved by you. So I won't have to keep changing myself to be liked by people when I can just be loved by you. And that is one of the things that has set me free. But um, I, I know we'll talk about freedom later on. But in that conversation of freedom, like I had to understand, you know, I've been people pleasing for a really long time. Like that has been a huge part of my testimony. And so I still feel like, you know, in certain situations, God is still taking me by the hand and showing me that's, a, you know, a trace of people pleasing, like here's a, a better way, a new way. And it's been so refreshing. Sometimes it's a really beautiful process of God, thank you so much for showing me that in my heart. And other times it's really ugly. And I'm like, yikes, <laughs> like I really need to change that. So, you know, it, it is a process, but I know for sure that people pleasing can't stay and I'm willing to let God tell me whatever and challenge whatever to get me completely free from that. Cause there, you can't leave when you're trying to please everyone around you. It's impossible. Yeah. Oh, I love that you said that. I love too, cause you brought up earlier that you um, were afraid. I think the word was, and I thought it was interesting cause I think the same for me, like with people pleasing, it was almost, I think it was two things. One was just like the idolization of approval and really needing like people's approval, whoever it was, like friends, family, pastors, you name it. Um, but also I think just almost fear, and I guess this ties in with it, but like fear of disapproval and fear of like not being good enough and fear of like all of those things. So I'm going to, and I have found myself like I'm a chameleon, you know, like I will kind of, like you said, like adapt or I guess this definitely used to be more of a problem than I guess it is now. But, um, but I think it's so interesting because we see like in this idea of people pleasing, you're like, no, it's not necessarily wrong. Like, even if it's not good, actually, like it is because you're like fearing and you're idolizing like people's approval over God's. And you had just said too, which I thought was so important, how um, you can't effectively lead people if you're constantly trying to please people. And I think it really speaks to, and I would love for you to talk on this too, is just um, how if we are so focused on everybody else's opinion and like approval, then that is getting in the way. It's almost like comparison of, of what the Lord wants us to do, because if he's calling me to do something or lead or whatever, and that instruction is coming from above, but I'm so focused on what my friend thinks, like that's not possible or that's too much or whatever, then I'm never going to be doing that because I'm too focused on the horizontal. So if you could just talk about like almost that um, idolization and how that can interrupt what the Lord has for us. Absolutely, girl. Oh my gosh. I'm so glad you used that word idolization mm -hmm. because it is an idol. Mm -hmm. And I don't think like, I think if we put it in that way, that wakes some people up, like, this is not just a little, like, cute little fear, like, this yeah. is a whole idol, and that wrecked me this summer, like, even as I was just studying scripture and just trying to find, like, things that I was dealing with, and I really, I desperately wanted to know what God was saying about them, and he led me to this verse, and I'm just so glad you said that word idol, because in Ezekiel 11, I think this is 
verses 18 and 19, but it talks about this. And the verse says specifically, when the people return to their homeland, they're going to remove their idols. And uh, this is me paraphrasing because I don't have it in front of me, but um, it talks about, you know, the people removing their idols, every trace of their idols. And this says the Lord, the Lord says, I will put a new spirit in you, and then I will give you singleness of heart. And that blessed me so much, that word singleness, because when I am constantly um, trying to please people and I'm like changing myself for all of these different groups, I'm no longer single hearted. Like I, I'm one half this and then a 16th of that. And that is like, not to scare anyone, but that's like lunacy, like to have like so many different personalities and like trying to fit yourself in all of those, um, all of those different groups. Yeah. But God says, no, like get rid of your idols so that I can give you singleness of heart where I'm one person all the time. And I have one affection and one desire all the time. And even like in James, when it talks about, um, a double-minded man is unstable in all of his ways. Like mm. that's another example too, where it's like, that's not healthy where you have two minds and you're two people and you don't have singleness of heart. All of that can be linked back to idolatry. And so as you were saying, like how that gets in the way of what God's calling you to do, anytime someone's given a command, they always go back to their God. And so if the Lord is your God, then you know for sure you're getting perfect, pure instruction. But if people are your God, because you're always trying to please them, then like you're ruined because people are terrible at being God. Like we do not know how to be in God's <laughs> position, but yeah. with idolatry, like that's exactly what we're doing. We're taking their thoughts and their approval or their opinions of us and we're like knocking God out out of his seat and we're accepting their approval as God's approval and that's out of order. Mm -hmm. And so with that being said, then I don't know, like just thinking about, um, well, even going back to what you said about how usually people see people pleasing as like a, a tiny thing, you know, like it's not necessarily the biggest or the worst thing in the world. It's like, but it is though, because all the while God has like this huge assignment for you and he's trusting you to do it. But how can he do that if he's not even your God, like if people are above him. So once I read that verse, I was like, I chewed on that verse like for months because <laughs> I'm like, it's an idol. Like y'all know that was an idol the whole time. And so that verse has really helped me um, get a little more serious about letting God deal with that in me. So I love that. No, and I can totally relate too because um, this past year there was like different decisions that I had to make, different things like that. And um, I was going to counseling at the time, um, which highly recommend for anybody who wants to go. I have always been like, yes, and I've never done it. And then I was like, I'm going to do it. Um, just be and life changing. So definitely highly recommend. Um, and I didn't go for this, but people pleasing came up big time. And um, I was kind of like, I was in the state where this, the counselor was like, well, what do you think the Lord is telling you about the situation? And I'm like, well, I really feel like the Lord is saying X, Y, Z, you know? And I'm like, but like, what if, like, if this person thinks something different, what if that's not? And she was like, okay, but like, if the Lord is telling you, you know, like this thing, then you have to be like aligning with what the Lord is telling you. And not that it's not good to have counsel and take people's thoughts into perspective, but like almost in that moment, I was high, like, what's the word? Valuing, I guess, like this person's opinion over what they thought was the right thing to do over what I felt like the Lord was calling me to do and giving me the okay to do and, and things along those lines. So all of that to say, to bring that into, into all of this too, is like, let's say that I hadn't actually like value the Lord. And instead I was like, I'm going to stick to this people pleasing method and, and, you know, it's gotten me this far or whatever. Like that could have, you know, drastically changed like decisions. And I'm sure throughout my life, it has defined decisions that I've made. Um, and, and so just like we're talking about, like the Lord has things for us to do. And if we're so focused on what everybody else around us wants us to do, then we can't be focused on the Lord. And I think it really almost brings us into like, okay, well, how do I stop people pleasing? And, um, it's almost like when the Bible talks about how like we are a slave to something, you know, like whether it's sin or whether it's God, like we serve a master. And, and I feel like it's almost the same in this, like we are almost driven to please something sometimes. And it's like, are we going to try and please everybody? Or if it's like my heart is the Lord's. And like when I am so focused on him and that becomes my identity, 
and you had kind of touched on that too, then like everything else becomes secondary. And I don't have to then please those people because they can say to me like, oh, you should do this. And I'm like, okay, well, what does the Lord say? And, and kind of move forward in that instead. And it starts to tying in freedom, but like free me from the necessity, necessity, some of the words here, but like kind of that need to, you know, really focus on people pleasing. So I just tied in so many different stories and things there, but, um, it just is fascinating to me how really like this idea of just wanting to have approval from other people, however great those people are or not great can really start to direct our lives when the Lord should be the one that is directing our lives. And, and I just think that's so huge. Okay, so a lot of you guys know that I actually got married a couple months ago, as did so many of my friends, and one thing we would highly recommend is investing in a wedding planner or coordinator. So that's why I have to tell you about our sponsor for today's episode, Oasis Coordination, who actually planned one of my best friend's weddings this past year. And if you are a bride, you know that wedding vendors are booking up quick for 2022 and even 2023. So be sure to hire somebody that you can trust. And I'm telling you, that's Oasis Coordination. Check her out at Oasis Coordination on Instagram or on their website. Again, that's Oasis Coordination. Yeah. And even I love how you use that word slave too, because I was just reading not too long ago in Jude when I mean, it's not the only letter in the New Testament that starts off this way, but usually if they like introduce themselves, like this is Paul, a slave to Christ. Like, mm-hmm. it's just that idea of that is so crazy. Cause like, no one wants to readily admit like, oh, I'm a slave to something. Yeah. Like no one wants to say like, oh, I'm a slave to my addiction. Like I'm right. a slave to fear. No one can proudly say that. But the right. fact that they like opened up their letter, like I'm a slave to Christ. Yeah. That tells me a whole lot about who God is. Like I can proudly say like, if, I, if I'm a slave for Christ, that's like the greatest thing <laughs> to be. Because right? like he's such a good master. Like he's a good father. Like, so I would love to be his slave. You know what I'm saying? Like, and so just having that perspective of, he is so good that I I want to make him God of my life. Yeah. Because another thing too about people pleasing, and you did bring this up, um, which is so good, just the idea of how it's not like people aren't always going to be pleased by the same thing all the time. Mm. So like some days, and I'm not even like pointing my finger at people, like this is me too. But some days it's like, no, I want everyone to text me all the time. I want to be in constant communication with my friends. Other days I'm like, why is everyone texting me? (laughs) Like, I I need a break y'all, like give me some time. It's like, it's different every single day. Some days when I go to Chick-fil-A, it's the number two. Others, it's the number three. Like, I'm a different person. Like, I get pleased by different things every day. And so that in itself, and that's just, like, one person. So you think about multiple people, you're trying to please them all. And it's like, I thought they liked when I make jokes, but today they want you to be quiet. (laughs) Like, everyone has their thing. But one thing I love about scripture and about the Bible is that I have had the same Bible. I don't have this particular one with me. But I've had the same Bible since I was five years old. And so I'm 21 now, 16 years later, not a single word of that book has changed. And that goes down to my great, 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 great grandmother's Bible. Like not a single, like that's the same Bible as it is today. And it's so refreshing to know that God doesn't have mood swings and he doesn't switch up on us and he doesn't change. And what pleases him today is gonna please him tomorrow because he's not moody like us and he doesn't change. Yeah. And so this is what set me free too, because I'm like, this is exhausting. Like, I don't know what to do to make you happy. Like I thought it was this. And now today it's just like, you're, you're killing me. <laughs> like, this is so crazy. But with the Lord, it's like, no, I know you love when I talk with you uh, when I'm just in the car or when I'm getting groceries or when I'm shopping, or especially when I'm writing a blog or planning a new podcast episode, like all of those things please you. You just want to be close and i know like if i ever have a question like god does this please you i can go to the word and find out for myself no this doesn't please god or this does please god Mm -hmm. and it's always going to be the same so that's another thing that i um 
that kind of helped me in my wrestling because eventually I think I just started to ask myself like do you really want to do this all the time like do you want to come home from hanging out with a group of people exhausted because you feel like you weren't yourself and that you laughed at things that you wouldn't usually laugh at and joke about things you wouldn't usually joke about but you're too afraid that you just decided to change yourself for that moment and now you feel awful and like it wasn't a good day for you but with the Lord it's like if he's my God if he's my master being a slave to Christ like I am always myself because he's always himself and so I like kind of pick up on the the way to to live healthily like we're not supposed to be five different people in one body like we're supposed to be one single-minded single-hearted mm. person and that's been God's design and we only get that if he's the Lord of our lives but if people are the Lord of our lives and expect all kinds of personalities, you yeah. know? No, I love that you're saying that because I think that applies like with ourselves and with our friends, but too, just with culture at large, like, and yeah. this constant, and, and I think we see it now more than ever, like it is ever changing. Like today, tomorrow, like something new is always in or out or cancelable or whatever. And so to be so focused on like pleasing, um, something that is not the same yesterday, today, and forever, just like you were saying, is exhausting. And it's ingenuine, like you're talking about, because then we become like so many other different things. Um, we're different every single day. Um, so yeah, I just love that you were saying that too, because at the end of the, end of the day, even the same person, you're like, what do you think about this? And they say this, and then you base a life decision on that. And then the next day, they're like, oh, I think you probably should have done that instead. And you're like, oh my yes. <laughs> But the Lord's like, no, yeah, the Lord's like, I have the same answer for you. Like, I'm not going to change. Um, and so I just think it's so important to really, like you're talking about, have our eyes fixed on him and just important to recognize that like, when they're not fixed on him, like we can't do what he calls us to do. And I was reading in Matthew 14 today, and this is actually one of my favorite passages ever. Um, but it talks about where Peter's walking on water and, um, he, you know, he goes out like at the Lord's command and he's walking, which is like incredible. But then he looks around to like the wind and the waves and the storm and everything like that. And he starts to drown and he starts drowning and he cries out, Lord, save me. And it says that the Lord immediately reaches out his hand to save. And then it says something like, I think Jesus says like, oh, you have little faith. Why do you doubt or something like that? Um, but it really just makes me think about how like Peter was really like doing something incredible that the Lord had called him to do something unheard of. Like he's walking on water and then he looks around to the storm. And I think I've always kind of applied this to the storms in our lives and things like that. But I think it can really apply to any type of fear and people pleasing, I think is a fear because it says that he was afraid and he looks around and that's when he starts to drown. That's when he stops walking, doing something miraculous, walking on water, doing what the Lord calls him to. Um, and so to really have our eyes fixed on Jesus, who is in control of the storm instead of the storm and instead of fear, um, I think it's just something that we constantly need to be reminding ourselves of in a culture that is so desperate to be affirmed and, and be, because I think it's something that we're like, oh, I'm a people pleaser. And it almost seems unique and everybody knows it's wrong. But as a culture, I think we push it so much. I don't know if you agree. No, bro, that is so true. And that word affirm is so important because like everyone is like so hungry for it. And I'm not blaming anyone for that because right. it's healthy like to be affirmed, to be well loved. Like that's been the design from the beginning, but it's where you're getting the affirmation and where you're getting that love that is key because if you get it from someone, I'll even be honest, like if you get it from me, I'm gonna let you down. Like somebody's <laughs> yeah. It, you know but God he's always just lavishing us in his perfect love and so it's so important that we get our affirmation from him and I was just studying um not John 3 but Matthew 3 right before Jesus is led into temptation mm -hmm. uh, and a couple um scenes I guess of Jesus's life before he begins his ministry and this blessed the living daylights out of me because along with people pleasing, I also have a bad habit of identifying who I am with what I do. And so if I, if like I post a blog and I don't think it's great, then what I'm really telling myself is that, oh, I'm not great. Yes. Or if I like 
I record an episode and I'm like, oh, that wasn't my best. Just like, well, you're just not good enough. You know, like I can get into my head about that because I have a really bad habit of seeing who I am as with what I do. And there's scripture for that. It's like, it will take me down a whole new route, but there's scripture explaining that we're separate from, from what we do. Um, but as far as Matthew 3 is concerned, that scene where after Jesus is baptized, it says a voice came from heaven and the Lord said, this is my dearly loved son who brings me great joy. And Jesus did not start his ministry yet. Like he did not heal a leper. He didn't change the water to wine. Like he didn't, he didn't do any of that yet. This is before his ministry. And that like, it blessed me so much because for someone who I cannot, can potentially identify with what I do. It's like before Jesus did anything, he was already affirmed and he was already loved. Mm. And that helps me like, as I go to do something, it's like, even if I don't post it, I'm already loved and he, I bring him great joy. And on top of that too, like after that moment and seeing Jesus in his ministry, he is not at all phased of what people think of him. I mean, you want to talk about people pleasing, like anytime those Pharisees who I, I just cannot, but anytime <laughs> challenge him or something and like try and get in his face, he always says, I know who I am. I know who my father is. And I'm only saying what I hear him say because I am close to him. Like I know what he said about me already before I did any of this. And so it's like, he got that word and he was affirmed by God and he knew that God loved him before he did anything so that when he started to do things, he's like, this doesn't phase like what God's like, I'm just moving off of what the Lord already told me. Mm -hmm. And so that is another thing, I guess, like for anyone listening and they have that struggle with people pleasing, like that's what has ultimately helped me too, because now, and now this is going to sound so cheesy, but I have to do this. Um, anytime I hang out with someone or like I hang out with my friends, I always tell myself like, girl, you're already loved. I love my friends and I love the way that they love me, but I don't need their love like I don't need their affirmation to feel like accepted and that took the pressure off I will never forget the first time I like I was gonna go hang out with a group of people and some of them I didn't know and I just got so nervous and anxious because that people pleasing it will rear its head anytime you have an opportunity so I was starting to like hyperventilate a little bit but I was just like you know what God I'm just gonna believe I'm already loved. Like, I don't need their approval. I'm all, you already approved of me. Like, I'm already chosen. I know exactly who you are. And so therefore I'm going to rest in that so that I can be confident today. And it's when I did that, I was a lot more relaxed. I won't lie to you. I was still a little shaky walking into it. Cause I'm like, God, did you hear my prayer? I just want you to, did you hear me? <laughs> like, are you gonna, you know, like make sure I'm okay. But it was when like, I just rested in that. And anytime I got anxious, I would say, Yana, you're already loved. Okay. Like, you are already in God's family and you don't have to work to get into God's family. Like he just needs your faith in Jesus. And that's another thing too. I'll say this last thing, but because in high school, I kind of dealt with this a little bit. Um, the lunch time was a little scary time for oh. me. Because like, Who do I sit with? And I don't want to just like, I was never that person to be like, oh, can I sit here? Like, I would vomit before doing that. Like, no, ma'am. Like, I, I would rather sit alone than ask someone if I can sit with them. Like, no way. So I, that was always, like, kind of an interesting time for me. But um, just recently, um, resting in the fact that I, I mean, just with my faith in Jesus, I'm already invited to the most important table. Like God invites me to dine with him and to feast with him. And I don't like, he just wants my faith in Jesus. And that's like my doorway in. Whereas people, it's like, well, you got to wear this and you got to be able to laugh at this. And do you swear? And do you have this kind of humor? And it's like with God, he's just, he wants my faith. And he's God, like he has every right to have the highest requirement and like all of these to do things in order to sit at his table. Like he's God, like if he did have a list, like you need to do this, this is free, come into my presence. I like no one could argue with him because he's God. Mm -hmm. But the fact that he just wants my faith in Jesus to be a part of like his family, that makes me kind of laugh at all the people who think, oh, you have to be this way if you want to hang with me. Like get over yourself, you know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Like, God himself is humble enough to just invite all kinds of people in and you're going to be too prideful and too arrogant to like extend your hand and let someone in your circle. Like, come on now. Like that's ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> like you're a human being, like you didn't make the world. You didn't create the heavens. Uh, 
and yet God is humble enough, like, I'm pretty sure you can humble yourself too. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) Oh my gosh. I love that. First, same lunch table situation. If any of them are listening, they're probably going to laugh, but I literally for one year of high school, or I think maybe it was junior high. I don't even know. I was trying to sit with these new, this different people. And I think for half a year, every single day I asked if I could sit with them. I was like, hi, can I sit with you? Like so awkward. I was first of all, the most shy. I still am like, I'm an introvert, but no, I, I like, am like cringe thinking back to like lunch table, high school. I can't, I can't, I can't. So <laughs> you said that I was like cracking up, but, um, I just, I, I literally just want you to keep speaking forever because that was so good and so encouraging. Um, just really thinking about like how much the Lord, like we are already chosen by him and like, we're not worthy of it by any stretch of the imagination, but he chose us. And, you know, if we're his, like we're in his family and we're already loved by him and we don't need any other approval as much as like we crave it as a society and as people, we don't need it. And I love that you said, and I didn't think it was cheesy at all, like before every hang and all of those things going in and just being like, okay, like I already am loved and I'm already chosen and I'm already God's and I can walk in knowing my identity and being confident in that. Um, which I think helps us to go in and just be ourselves and not have that need to people please. So it's like the remedy. I feel like everything you just said is the remedy right there to, to people pleasing. Yeah, honestly. And that I'm glad that you affirmed me in that because straight up, I'm like, if I tell anyone what I do before I hang out with them, they're going to be like, girl, like it's not that serious. No. But like For me, like I need to do that because yeah a people pleaser I latch on to any kind of compliment in any kind of affirmation or even if it's like uh if they look at me weird I'm like oh my god it's because you're awful like it's just that's that's all it is to it and it's like well you need something that's gonna hold like all of those things are very fleeting and they're like one again like one day it's gonna be this they'll tell you this and the other they're not gonna say a word to you and that cannot that's like a very awful foundation and so to have a foundation in Christ where it's just constant and it's steady and it doesn't change. Mm-hmm. I'm so grateful that he does not change because I think uh, a symptom of people pleasing is a very deep hatred for change mm-hmm. because if it's like, if you know how to please someone and then it changes, it feels like your whole world is like turned on its head. Cause you're like, well, now I have to learn a whole new way to please you because you just changed on me. But it's like with God, he doesn't change. And I'm so glad like to think of the moments, even like my grandmother who passed away when I was eight years old, she was just the biggest like Bible believing Jesus freak like she just loved Jesus and so just to think about like some of the stories that she shared with me I'm upset because I was so young she was trying to tell me like the story of how God changed her and I was like five and I was not mm-hmm. paying out. like I would do anything to hear that story again but just thinking about like how it was the same God who got my grandmother through what she went through like he's still with me today and just thinking about like scripture as far as generations are concerned like um god of abraham isaac and jacob like he is a generational god Mm -hmm. and so the same one who was there back in the day stories that i've yet to hear who got my family through what they went through my ancestors through what they went through and then coming to this present day it's like i mean even we can look at bible days like this is the same god who split a whole sea and he's with me (laughs) like that just I don't know thinking of things like that puts everything into perspective because not to say that God pushes me away when I pray about seemingly like silly things it's like he if anything he's like I split an entire seat like I can handle what you're going through now and it's again not like a girl stop crying but more so like just remember who I am like you're talking about defeated death like he defeated death (laughs) like I think I'm in good hands you know what I'm saying (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. No, I love that. And I think too, just really being able to rest, like you're saying in that truth and in the person that like our identity and everything that we are like can rest in him just, I think calms every single fear. I love that you're talking about that. Um, I want to, too, I really want to talk about freedom that's available in Christ. And I know that this is something that this whole new season of your podcast, I think is all about. And I just want to be able to hear everything that's on your heart in that. I think freedom is something that um, 
is something that we hear a lot, but I think sometimes as Christians, we don't realize how much of it we can actually like have and claim. Um, and it's something I know for me, like there have been seasons where the Lord has had to show me like, no, you're free from this. Like you're struggling with it and you're asking me to help you with that same verse in Matthew that I was talking about. Like that's actually what he spoke to me about it. But, um, but you're actually already free in it because I already paid for it. I already rose again. Like, so I just, yeah, I'm excited to hear your heart on all things freedom. Yes, girl. Well, my concept of freedom has always been a little bit, um, little bit off because I like, I grew up in a Christian home and in a Christian church. And so I heard about freedom. I knew about it. And um, the theory was that it was possible, but it's not something that I had experienced, I felt. I, uh, part of my testimony is a deep struggle with anxiety and depression. And I kind of dealt with it a little as a 12-year-old girl, but I got serious about my faith in God right before I turned 14. So when I entered into this relationship with Jesus for myself, like it was not at all like inspired by like, oh, I'm doing this for my pastor or for my parents. Like, no, this is my faith. That was right before I turned 14. And so as I got serious about my faith, I'm thinking, oh, that little moment I had when I was 12 and I was really insecure and anxious and depressed, like that's behind me because I'm in Jesus now. And mm -hmm. it was true and it sounds great and it, it looks great on social media, you know, <laughs> but it was when I, two years after um, I got serious about my faith when I turned 16, I found myself dealing with a lot of the same things I dealt with when I was 12. And that was anxiety and depression and mm -hmm. low self-esteem, insecurities, all of that. And I did not know what to do with it. I'm like, I know to pray, I know to fast, I know to, you know, keep showing up to church, keep worshiping, keep reading my Bible, all of the things. But two years of doing that, so from years 2016 to 2018, I still was dealing with anxiety, depression, low self-esteem at very intense levels. And so long story short, same thing happens again. I, I felt like I hit uh, rock bottom, uh, October 2018 I felt like I just could not go on and but what happened was that you know I, I basically had a huge mental breakdown and I don't talk about that too much but that's essentially what happened I had a huge mental breakdown I just couldn't move on and so um, I felt that God had picked me up from that moment and I walked into 2019 without expecting if I'm just being honest uh, not expecting to walk into 2019 but it was in that year where things were booming like I um, that's when I started posting videos to my website. I got serious about my blog. To Be Heard podcast was birthed in the year 2019. And so I'm like, see that 2016 to 2018, like that was just in the past, you know, I'm, I'm free now in Christ. And, but then 2020 hit and a lot of what I ignored, um, all of the turmoil and the wounds and all of that kind of came up when I had to quarantine with them for 14 days. And so I recognized, and this is when I got serious, like, God, you're going to have to, like, either explain this to me or show me, like, because I'm doing everything. Like, what else do you want me to do? I'm praying, I'm fasting, help. I'm doing all this stuff. And I'm still this broken girl. And I don't know what you want me to say to people because people would come up to me, have the privilege of um, being one of the uh, – leaders over at my church for the our youth group and so sometimes like students would come up to me and say well I'm dealing with this I'm dealing with that and I would tell them to fast pray and, and do all that and I'm like God but is there another answer like am I missing it and that sounded like I was blaspheming to say that because I'm like um, if I told a church that they'd be like girl of course you pray you know yeah. oh, you know, I got pray. and so I just didn't know what to do but thanks be to God this is early this year spring of 2021 when I got so serious and so intense in, in my, uh, just in my prayer life, like God, um, it's either like, you got to show me this or I can't go on. Like, I, like if you've ever dealt with depression and anxiety, you know, it is not cute. It will, t it will wipe you out if it does not go addressed. And so I was at that place where I'm like, I'm going to fall. Like, I'm, I'm just going to, I'm going to collapse if you don't answer. Like, if I don't have an answer, that's honestly my prayer to God. And so it was just the sweetest way that he did it because he just showed me and I can't even explain it. And I'm gonna like getting teary eyed, but he just showed me like, Ayana, you have some wounds in your heart. And the, just the memories that he brought back, like from my childhood, some of the things that I walked through and experienced and 
conversations I've had, like, he just started to show me wounds. And I'm so thankful. And I'm not trying to be a baby and like cry, but thankful. Like he showed me and he just walked me through these things that happened to me that I did not address. And I thought, you know, by praying and fasting, I believe that God honored all of that. And all of those things are good. But it was like, God started to remind me that I am a human and I walk through human things and other humans hurt me. You know what I mean? Like other imperfect humans came across, you know, the path of my life and did something that left a mark and just like seeing it in that way versus you're under spiritual attack and you just have to like constantly fast and constantly pray, but understanding like, no, I'm still just like a wounded little girl and God just wants to heal me there. That's when I saw God as you are my healer. Like you are the true redeemer because what he's done and what he's still doing is just taking me down the, um, the details of my life. And that's Psalms 139, 16. It talks about all of our moments, all of our details are recorded in this book. And so I feel like God has just turned the pages back to chapter one and showed me some of the things that I, the lies that I believed really early, some things I saw too early as a kid, some things I heard too early and experienced way too early as a kid. He's taking me back to those moments and he's just like letting me grieve them. And he's letting me feel the pain of that so I can Mm -hmm. like, reconnect with myself again and that's when freedom came because I understood like I'm not just this robot that God wants to like just you know kind of wind me up with a bunch of scripture verses and prayers and then send me on my way but he actually wants to go to the scary uncomfortable dark places of my past and my childhood and just redeem them all and just like love me through them all and it's walking through that and again still walking through it is when I realized oh freedom is possible and it's not just by means of like spiritual warfare but like he wants to touch my brokenness and he wants to touch all of my wounds and my scars and his blood and his redemption will just flow over them and I get to like reconnect with him in such a deep personal intimate way and so as I was preparing for season three of the podcast I've learned so much just this past summer Megan Mm. like just this past summer of so much just things rooted in scripture principles of freedom and your healing and where you've been wounded and so much and it's all in scripture I didn't have to look outside anywhere and sometimes I did but when I did when I did look to a doctor I it only emphasized how true the bible was and so I just found so much in scripture that I'm like let me have a microphone like just someone please give me a mic because I'm about to blow up like I'm just going to share everything that I've learned and everything that's helped me um walk out this freedom journey and it is a journey it's a process not everything goes like this but it's like such a beautiful, messy, fun process to let God show me myself. Mm-hmm. Like I'm so self-aware since God has done all this. And I like, so things that I do now, it's like, girl, you're still like dealing with what happened to you years ago. You just need to heal from that. And it's, it brings less shame when you understand like you're just broken and it's okay mm-hmm. because you have a healer who specializes in healing people. <laughs> like mm-hmm. he specializes making broken people whole so um it's in that that's kind of where season three of two beer podcasts um kind of came from and i've been uh, very excited about season one very excited about season two but it's season three where i'm like y'all like join me because i'm so excited to share these things um that he's just shown me in scripture and i hope to god and i my prayer is that anyone who tunes in would get like the freedom that is literally and truly and honestly available through Christ. So <laughs> wow. I love that. I feel like I don't even want to like touch that or add to it or anything. That was so beautiful. Um and just very like the way that you talked about how the Lord really met you, I think is so yeah, just powerful and so raw and real. And like the Lord meets people and like he's met me, you know, like where there is like the deepest of that pain. So I, I'm just so thankful that you really shared that because I think that's so important for everybody to know that there is not a place that the Lord can't meet you and he absolutely knows how to. Um, and I love too that you really talked about how he, it's not just like, and sometimes it is, sometimes it's this almost like it seems magical and miraculous, like wave yeah. and fix, but sometimes like 
the Lord really does the work inside and it's a process, but it's so good because he knows the best way to do that. And I, I just love that you shared all of that. That is incredible. That's incredible. I really don't even want to touch it. Like, I think that was just so perfect. That was so encouraging to me. Um, and I am so excited for season three. I just, yeah, I love this. This is so great. I, I love it. I love it. Um, so with all of that said, I really, I feel like I can't add anything to that. Um, where can people find you? And, you know, of course, on the To Be Heard podcast. Um, and I'm, is that, that's available anywhere and everywhere, I'm, I'm guessing. Yeah. Okay, cool. Um, and then too, just like on Instagram website, like where can people, where can people find you? Yeah, so I um, I have a website, ayanasimone.com. The spelling's a little wonky, so I don't know, like, if I should spell it out, but okay. I know yeah, yeah. it's complicated, so it's A-Y-A-N-A-S-Y-M-O-N-E.com, um, and that's where I blog. I post one every last Sunday of the month. Um, I also, I posted a series of videos every Friday in the summer. I no longer do that, but I just finished my third season of that. Um, all of those videos are still up and available for anyone to watch. Um, and then of course the podcast is every Tuesday now all the way until March of 2022. So six months worth of To Be Her Tuesdays is what I call them. It's cheesy as it. I love it. Yeah, but on top of that too, I also encourage anyone listening to become a member over on my website at ayanasimone.com. Um, I send out a newsletter every Wednesday. So that is um, a way for us to stay connected and not just, you know, with me and, um, you know, if you sign up as a member, but you also can connect with other members on the site. There's a little, um, like I call it a member's lounge, you know, a chat room on my website. If you find a member on the site and you want to connect with them, like feel free. Ayanasimone.com is really just a place where you can encounter Jesus. Um, and I basically, through you know, blogging, vlogging, podcasting. It's like, these are, this is who I am. This is what God's doing in my heart. And I'm inviting you in. So like, let's talk, let's have a conversation. Uh, Cause we know what scripture says, like when two or three gather in his name, mm-hmm. he's um, just, you know, if you want to encounter some fellowship, some community conversation, all of that's available at Um, And then as far as Instagram is concerned, just my name. And then for the To Be Heard podcast Instagram page, I'm actually going to post some like uh, really helpful sermons, books, um, podcasts that I've listened to that has helped me in my freedom journey. So if you want to be inundated with those kinds of um, resources, then give To Be Heard podcast a follow on Instagram. I love it. That was so, that's perfect. So you guys, if you do not already go follow her, go check her out. I'm sure that you're already doing that after this episode. Oh my gosh. I'm just like eager to hear more. Like, can you be on every podcast? (laughs) Um, But so good. And this has just been such an encouragement. Thank you so much for sharing all of your insight and your wisdom. Um, Yeah. Just everything you've shared has been so, so good. So thank you so much. Yes, Megan, thanks for having me. This was fun. I feel like so refreshed. I love a good conversation. So this was refreshing. <laughs> Thank I you. love it. Oh my <laughs> gosh. I love it. Love it. Love it.